in a world where most people watch movies and then forget about them. Three brave heroes join forces to watch them again and then talk about them. Join them in their epic journey as they go back in time, a decade and beyond, to revisit and break down films from a vast array of genres. Do these movies hold up over time? Are they classics? Find out on Retro Movie Roundtable. Starring your hosts, Brian Fry, Chad Robinson, and Russell Guest. Coming now to Headphones in Your Ears. Welcome all you lords, ladies, and knights of the Retro Movie Roundtable. Welcome to the show where we watch movies and then talk about them. I'm your host, Russell Guest, and joining me today is your other host and my good friend, Chad Robinson, from right here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Chad, how are you doing, sir? Doing great. Just came off Steel City Con, so got to see a lot of nerdy movie-like stuff. Oh, for sure. Maybe we should do a little bonus up on that maybe later on. Good call on that. Uh, That was a lot of fun. Also joining me today is your other host. It's a trio of hosts here. We're coming at you with a troika of movie-loving hosting guru-ness. Brian Fry, Spokane, Washington. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well, man. Are you staying alive during the holiday season? Because uh, I know in the retail world, this is uh, the, this is a breakneck pace for you. I, I haven't killed anybody yet, so I guess that's a win. All right. Well, we appreciate you giving us your like one free <laughs> day uh, for the show, so uh, we'll make it count. And to make it count all the more, we have a very special guest, friend of the show, Andrew Newman from right out there in the sunny state of California and from Long Beach, California, Andrew Newman. I'm doing quite well, Russell. We've had what we consider to be horrible weather this past week. It's been raining and been in the 50s. Wow, that's unexpected for you. I know, it's our it's our apocalypse. It's rain and overcast. So today we got a pretty wild episode. This is a special one here at the holiday season. Chad, before we get going, why don't you help us break the ice here? Sure thing. Today we're going to be talking about some Star Wars stuff. So we're going to present some icebreakers that are Star Wars themed. First up, uh, Master Yoda takes you to build your own lightsaber. What color crystal do you guys choose? Russell, we'll start with you. Well, my favorite color is green, so I'm going to definitely go with a green lightsaber. And I'd also like to say I'd go with an entirely stainless steel handle so that... uh, it's all shiny, brushed, brushed uh, stainless metal. So uh, a lot of them have a lot of black parts and components on them. Mine's going to be a lot more sleek and clean. Very architectural. It's going to show all the fingerprints, though. Uh, it's brushed. It's brushed. <laughs> all right. Uh, Brian, <laughs> what color is your lightsaber? You know, I've always kind of dug the gray lightsabers. Oh, yeah. Those were, those were a nice touch in uh, Force Unleashed. Yep, yep. So I kind of kind of like that. Also, uh, Ashoka's post-apprenticeship lightsaber combo. Ah, uh, very good. All right, Andrew. Got to go with black. All right, another Force Unleashed fan here. Do you have the kind of corrupted wavy? Uh, you know, I just uh, I just felt like that. Yeah, that'll work. I'm fairly corrupted. I think that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I, I'm going classic red. It's intimidating. It comes in another different forms with all the sith but i just like the red lightsabers so that's what i'm going with crystals in pain that's so yeah. that's so chad he's always picking the <laughs> villains chad. greatly chad <laughs> we've got gray and black over here those are 
Those are not necessarily the blue and green good guys. That's true. I'm your traditionalist here. In this style, you've built your lightsaber. What's your Jedi or Sith name? Russell, we'll bounce it to you. Not to, like, totally blow all creativity, but I have stumbled across more than once. First three letters of your last name, the first two letters of your first name, the first three letters of your mother's maiden name, and the first two letters of the city you were born in. Now, that's a lot, but according to this formula, I would be Guru Nunchas. Nice. <laughs> Fair enough. That's way too much math for me. <laughs> uh, Brian, what's your name? I, I, I want something with some weird letters in it, like a normal word, but you got to put like a Y in there. So I'm going to go with like Darth Rain. Okay. All right. Like R-A-Y-N? Yeah. All right. Because it can't be a normal because nor, normal spellings don't exist in a galaxy far, far away. No, they don't. Yeah, that's a good call. Okay. I dig it. So, yeah. Andrew, Jedi Sith name? As you guys know from playing fantasy football with me, uh, my team nickname's the Smug Pricks. So uh, in keeping with that, I had to go with Darth Smug. <laughs> oh, okay. Smug. I thought that could go another way with the words. <laughs> Darth Prick? I like Darth yeah. Prick. You can be Darth Prick. Yeah. I prefer Darth Smug. I like Darth Smug. I want to add like a sir to that. It's like Sir Darth Prick. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I'll, I'm fine with that. If you want to call me sir for the rest of our lives, Bri, I'm okay with that. I'll, uh, I'll live with the Darth Prick if you're going to call me sir first. <laughs> so for mine, I'll go to embarrassing story time. Former host, uh, John Flack, his brother once looked at me and said, I resembled the... Ooh, I know where this is going. Yeah, resembled the Snuggles bear. He He felt I could parachute into laundry. So, I, and so I, you know, it, if you haven't seen Chad, it's completely fair to this day. Oh. Yeah, in, in fact, it's 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 kind of funny. Um, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he was very very high when he said that too, which makes this story better. If you can just put it in context of someone who is under the influence while giving Chad this nickname. <laughs> so. He apologized to me later. He's like, I didn't think that would stick. But, oh, it's stuck. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm oh, gonna go with God, yeah. I'll, I'll a lot of run out of that. The embarrassment. I'll be Darth Snuggles. <laughs> Darth Snuggles. So soft. Chad went with the ironic name. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If you get if you get killed by Darth Snuggles, there's extra shame in it. Just like getting beat by Jigglypuff. Oh yeah. Or I'm a gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we've got our lightsaber, we've got our name, uh, now we've got to get at least one force power. So if you can choose one and only one force power, Russell, what are you choosing? Oh, definitely the mind control, man. That would come in handy so much in architecture just to be able to convince people, you know, just to be able to get people on board and to get consensus very quickly, both internally and externally. Uh, mind control all the way. All right, Brian? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if I could mind trick people, oh my god, that would be the best. <laughs> I would abuse the hell out of that power. <laughs> you want to pay for your stuff and get out of my store. <laughs> yeah, this is the exit you're looking for. All right, Andrew? Sith Lightning, because when I'm at Costco... And I'm trying to get, get a sample and somebody like comes up and steps in front of you in line to just be able to like lightning zap that sample, like destroy it right before their hands. 
that would be awesome. And yes, I realize that that's a very small, petty thing to use such an extraordinary skill on, but I don't care. I hate the way people act at Costco. Hey, you could reheat their hot dogs too. I'm I'm completely for I'm totally for the use of that power in that way. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm for that's minor that's tasering perfect. of people. Yep, that's fine. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm going with force persuasion as well. Uh, just go into work and say you want to give me a raise, uh, but uh, <laughs> the the caveat is it only works on the weak weak-minded so we've got to be surrounded by a lot of weak people they're not real clear on what the metric is between weak and strong i'm willing to bet that you work with some weak-minded people even at a bank it doesn't work on job of the hut though so no, no it doesn't with the incitement as we are approaching the new star wars movie that's coming out which is the star wars the rise of skywalker the saga will conclude, and uh, we're all really excited for that. So rather than look back on the entire saga, we're going to look at our favorite characters in the Star Wars universe at this point. So some stipulations before we get going, though. Uh, we're going to eliminate video games, books, comic books, and basically these forms of media that aren't movies or TV. And we're going to go ahead and let the TV side stay in. So Mandalorian, Clone Wars, as well as Rebels, is all fair play uh you can also use the ewoks movie or the droids movie if you want or the christmas special so all of that is on fair game just a moderate disclaimer here there will be spoilers that lie ahead not major spoilers we're not going to talk about these movies as in depth as we did before but if you're really spoiler sensitive you might want to watch out we're going to be talking about the original star wars trilogy the prequel star wars trilogy as well as the force awakens the last jedi this comes out before The Rise of Skywalker, so that won't be discussed here. Rogue One, as well as Solo, A Star Wars Story, will be discussed. There will be references to The Clone Wars TV show and Rebels, but those weren't really discussed in any depth, and there aren't any spoilers from that. So we're going to do this, and as we like to do our countdowns, we're going to go, and if somebody else has that one already, shout it out, and we'll wait until the highest-ranked person has that person, and we'll share So... Why don't we establish a order? Andrew, you're our guest of honor here, so why don't you be the first person? We'll then go over to Brian, and then Chad, and then I. So uh, we'll finish up with the Pittsburghers here. So West Coast gets to start first on this one. Andrew, who's your number 20, and your top 20 Star Wars characters? I got uh, Jyn Erso from uh, Rogue One. Jyn is the protagonist. It doesn't sound like anyone has this one, so Andrew. Oh, I do. Oh, okay. So... So we're going to hold on to that one. And Brian, who is your number 20 on your top 20 Star Wars characters? Admiral Amelin Holdo, Larna Dern. That's an honorable mention for me. I take that back. So anybody else? Tell us why you have Admiral Holdo. Look, I, I really enjoyed Larna Dern's character, especially her playoff of Carrie Fisher. The, the two of them had a really good kind of bantering way of speaking and the whole thing with Poe Dameron. So, uh, yeah. Totally like Larner Dern's character, but I feel like that entire movie really gave the shaft to a lot of admirals. A little salty about it. Oh, poor Akbar. Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about an unceremonious death? That was that was some BS. So uh, anyway, his uh, erstwhile successor, uh, Larna Dern, also not long for the world, uh, is my number 20. Plus, I dig the purple hair. Yeah, yeah, I do too. She's great, and I wish I could have included her. It's just so many good characters. Chad... Over to you. Who is your number 20? 
This is probably going to get put on hold, but for me, just too new to rate. So I've got to put him at 20, The, the Mandalorian. Anybody else? Nope. I have him. Okay, we're going to hold off on that one. My number 20 is Kylo Ren. I got him. Andrew, who is your number 19? The Mandalorian. That one's yours. All right, I think you have him the highest. Yeah, so why don't you go first? This show thus far has been fantastic. I'm a big fan of the actor Pedro Pascal from uh, Narcos uh, on Netflix. If you haven't seen that, watch it. It's fantastic. He's phenomenal. The Red Viper on Game of Thrones as well. Yeah. <laughs> he's just really good thus far. I, despite the fact that he's wearing the mask the whole time, you know, uh, I'm buying what he's selling and uh, I'm enjoying the character. I really like the uh, I can bring you in warm or I can bring you in cold line. And then I uh, really appreciated the last episode when he said, uh, hey, that's my line. Yep. And Chad, what about you? I have a feeling he's going to wind up higher by the end of it, but I just have to reserve judgment for the show. But it's been excellent so far. I've kind of liked almost the RPG-like elements of he starts off with this low-quality armor and he starts upgrading his armor. That was fun. His expertise and really getting to see bounty hunters, bounty hunting is great uh i i love it it's obviously boba fett inspired as well so that's always a good thing i do feel like this show has been made almost purposefully angled toward making a video game out of it oh i hope so Uh, they had a bunch of those that they kept trying to make there was an underworld video game and it got canceled it's like it's like spaceball said merchandising thank you for andrew for your 19 that takes us to brian Brian, who is your number 19? My number 19 is Lando Calrissian. I I have him. Okay, we'll hold off on that one. Chad, who's your 19? My number 19 is Kit Fisto. Tell us about Kit Fisto for those of us who don't remember who he is. Uh, So he is the green Jedi with kind of the tentacles coming out of his head in the prequels. He's really heavily featured in Clone Wars cartoon. He's got big kind of bulbous black eyes. Unfortunately, he gets unceremoniously disposed by Palpatine pretty darn quickly. Uh, But he deserved a much better death than that. He's just a cool design. I like him being truly alien as a Jedi. So he was cool. Nice pick. My number 19 is going to be Kira from Solo, a Star Wars movie. Anybody else have Kira? I have that. Yep, I've got that one. I'll hold off. And that takes us to the number 18 round. Andrew, start us off here. Who's your number 18? It's a trap. Very nice. Nice. Anybody else? Uh, I also have him. Okay. That takes us to Brian, who is your number 18. My number 18 is Chirrut Mwi. Yeah, I I have him too, but he's at 18 for me too. Brian, you went ahead and started, so tell us about Chirrut Mwi. I just think he's a fascinating character. Would love some more information on it. I feel like they may have uh, missed out on one, you know, piece of coolery that they could have bestowed upon him if that last sequence where he's praying through laser fire, if somehow he actually had a kyber crystal in his lance, if they had given you just a little bit of uh, lightsaber play there, uh, blocking some blaster bolts or something as he goes out to turn off the shield that would have been pretty awesome but uh all in all very cool character and i love the actor now this is the blind guy from the uh, rogue one movie right yes this yeah. is right. this is the quote the i'm the force the force with me 
Nice. And Chad, you had him on there at the same level. What, what was working for you with the character? I actually liked that you weren't really sure if he was a Jedi or not. It, it was kind of a unique a- angle of, hey, we know the Jedi have been purged, but there's this guy out there that clearly is in touch with the Force. He has a couple scenes where he's just navigating the battlefield blind. Uh, but yeah, that final scene with uh, I'm one with the Force, the Force is one with me, that's uh, that's awesome. That's one of the best scenes in Rogue One. So he was a great character, and I kind of want a little more of him. I'm I'm sad that we won't get that. No, yeah, uh, he was a compelling character in that movie, and you're right. The sad thing about Rogue One is we only get one movie out of all of those characters. So my number 18 is General Grievous. Anybody else? Nope. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, General Grievous is a really cool character from Re- uh, Revenge of the Sith, and I just think that he didn't get enough time in the movies, but if you didn't get enough of him there, he is in the Clone Wars series. He is just so you cool. You get plenty of him there. Yeah. He, four arms is just awesome. He can wield multiple lightsabers. I just like the look of the robotics on him. You know, and, uh, you know, a lot of people don't like the prequels. You know, I think I'm sitting here next to one with Chad, uh, who's not a prequel fan, but... I like Revenge of the Sith. I think it's a good movie, and I, I like General Grievous, and I wish we had gotten more of him. I wish we didn't have Count Dooku. Uh, spoiler, he won't be on my list. Uh, and I wish we had introduced Grievous sooner. So, Andrew, what about you? It's part of my, I just had an honorable mention of droids, and uh, I play a game called Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes, and I run a droids team as my top team, and General Grievous, is the he's the backbone of that team. So I uh, you know, had to give a little shout out on him, honorable mention since he came up. Yeah. He does get better treatment in the cartoons. He's actually menacing. So that's oh, helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, Andrew, why don't you start us off on the number 17 round? Okay. So the number 17, and I'm making a specific distinction here. I have Anakin Skywalker. This is not Darth Vader. We were not introduced to those characters that we were introduced to them as very separate people. So for me, number 17 is Anakin Skywalker. That is not Darth Vader. Well, I didn't take the same approach with Anakin and Darth Vader, but you're allowed to do what you did. So why don't you tell us about Anakin now? Okay. Uh, so I'm just, you know, thinking of the films here. And uh, I thought that uh, between, you know, one and two, uh, the character of Anakin Skywalker is, uh, you know, pretty important to the whole series. It's kind of what we're driving around. And uh, I like him in one as the little kid, uh, he's kind of whiny into, which is why he's as low as he is. But, you know, he brings a lot to the table. He's supremely talented and he cares, you know, like those two things are uh, pretty compelling to watch. So that's why he made 17 on the list. And, you know, he's he's let's put it this way in terms of him whiny. I still feel like he's never quite as whiny as farm boy Luke. You could say that he's the most important character technically to the whole Star Wars saga oh he brings balance to the force yeah yeah i mean he's the focus of the first three movies he's the antagonist of the second three movies so and his uh, legacy looms large over the latest three movies as well so so brian how about you what's your number 17 that is where i have kira all right you have kira higher than i do why don't you tell us about kira uh, well, I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan, so obviously I liked seeing her get placed into the Star Wars series. Uh, I am crossing my fingers that they continue on with this Darth Maul 
uh, solo piece. Um, I think that would be phenomenal. I hope they work in uh, maybe having the uh, the end of it be some 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 form of the Kenobi movie. Uh, I'll get into him a little bit later. But uh, yeah, I just thought you know strong female counterpart to Han Solo. Neither of them are squeaky clean. And uh, I just think that, you know, when she needs to be, especially if you've seen the, uh, the end of Game of Thrones, she can be very menacing. Oh, yeah, for sure. I had her on there because I find her to be such an intriguing character. And I, like you, Brian, just hope we haven't seen the last of her. She's charming, but also yeah. mysterious. I, you know, there's a lot more to her past. And there's a lot more interesting things that we can go do with her future. So uh, Solo was a really pleasant surprise for me. I was going in skeptical because I like, you know, old Han Solo with Harrison Ford so well, but she was a big part of why I enjoyed that movie. And so uh, I hope someday to raise her up this countdown as I find out more about her. So good pick there. Chad, number 17 for you. General Hux. Anybody else? No. Chad, you're the only one with General Hux on here. Tell us why you like General Hux at 17. I actually think he plays really well off of Kylo Ren. I like the rivalry between the two of them. Uh, I like the fact that Hux is almost willing to talk down to Kylo Ren. You especially see it in uh, the last movie where he's like, I think that's enough. <laughs> and as Kylo's screaming more in the AT-ATs or just blasting Luke, he's great. I, I like someone that's willing to talk down to Kylo Ren and kind of put him in his place. I also like that contentious relationship that they have. I, I, again, I wish I could have had him on here because I really enjoyed Domino Gleason's performance as General Hux. So definitely a good choice. I completely agree with you guys. Although Hux is not on my list, uh, big fan of Gleason. I like a lot of the new blood that they've brought in with these latter three movies, uh, even if I have some, some contention points with some of the directions they've gone. Uh, he's definitely a welcome addition, and I would... I would definitely hoist him up there as an honorable mention. I'd also like to say that uh, I saw a really interesting fan theory about how uh, he is uh, possibly a resistance mole. Huh. I've never considered that. So it's an in that, that's a fun theory. Yeah, kind of curious where that goes. So obviously can't wait to see the next movie. More! Yeah. Um, so, uh, that brings me to the number 17 closing part of the round. I'm going to say Poe Dameron. Anybody else with Poe Dameron? Yes. All right. We will hold off on that one as we go into the round 16. Andrew, kick us off. Who's your number 16? From the Rebels series, I have Kanan Jarrus. Now tell us who Kanan Jarrus is. He is a Jedi after Order 66, but most importantly, the reason why I like him is he is voiced by Freddie Prinze Jr., and I grew up a fan in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s of all of the Freddie Prince Jr. movies, like she most notably She's All That. And also, the, having his character allows me to make one of my most favorite puns of all time, uh, because one of the other characters in Rebels is Ezra Bridger. And so I get to make the joke that Freddie Prince Jr. is better than Ezra, and that's good. Nice. <laughs> good wordplay, good wordplay. I myself am not that versed with this, so I, I just Googled the character, and it looks cool. So uh, tell us a little bit more for those of us who are followers of the TV show Rebels. So, okay, so uh, on Rebels, uh, what we have is we've got a, a team that uh, of misfits, basically, that are flying all over the place, and they are aware that there's some Jedi out there that they're trying to help, 
and at the same time they are trying to stay elusive of the Empire. And he is a Jedi, and he comes across a some clearly Force-sensitive individual in Ezra Bridger, and he starts teaching him how to be a Jedi and how to control his powers while through the course of the show. And uh, he's clearly not really ready to do that in the sense of he wasn't didn't have quite enough training as a Jedi to be ready to train somebody else. And he's kind of having to figure it out as he goes just as much as, you know, his student is, which I think really makes him a compelling character. Yeah, he's great. All right. And Brian, number 16 on your top 20. My number 16 is Ma, uh, Maze Katana. Kanata. Sorry, I do that every single time. Tell us about Maze. Or I say Maz. Or Maz. I, like I said, I, I butcher. I say Katana every single time. But um, anyway, uh, she is one of my favorite uh, new characters in Star Wars realm from the, the most recent three movies. And uh, I just think that uh, she's another one that you'll never kind of be sorry when she gets screen time. Um, kind of has that, uh, you, you, you have the same question mark on force sensitivity with her. You know, she runs a bar in the middle of nowhere. Uh, it's just, I don't know. It's just very compelling character. One of those people that I hope there's more of. She reminds me a lot of Edna from the Incredibles. I don't really know why. Maybe it's the glasses. <laughs> I think that's gotta be the glasses on that one. But she's a cool character. I'm like you. Uh, I, I won't go all the way up to Yoda status, but she's she's the, she's got this wily, you know, spunky nature to her that, uh, and you're right, she, she has this wise quality to her. So I look forward to finding out more about Maz, and I hope we find out more in Rise of Skywalker. So. Yes, she is also over a thousand years old. When the 1,000 years old you reach. Looks so good you will not, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So Chad, who is your number 16 I'm about to set a record for hold off on this one. Han Solo. Hold off. Seriously? Instantaneous. One hold off. Okay. Seriously? You have him that low? Yes, I do. This is Chad. This is what he does. He stirs the pot. So uh, consider your pot stirred. Um, you're going to have to... You, you're, you're nearly... This is nearly as egregious as Russell's ranking of Infinity War. This is much worse than that. Oh, man. That's much... That's... There are a lot better characters. Oh, that's much worse than that. Okay. Anyway, you're going to be waiting a while, Chad. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be waiting a long time, my friend. Okay. My number 16 character is going to be L337. Now, for those of you who don't keep track of your droids that much. Oh, okay. I, I will hold off. Thank you, for Andrew, for catching me on that one. And you're going to kick us off on the number 15 round at this point. So tell us who you have at 15. For number 15 from The Mandalorian, we got Baby Yoda. Oh right! Very nice. It's it's taking the internet by storm at the time of this. Up. Yeah, tell us about Baby Yoda or what you like about Baby Yoda thus far. Uh, so first off, let's just be honest. It's adorable. Like, it is. This is just super cute. Uh, but secondly, uh, I like that when the uh, battle with whatever that giant animal was, uh, that Baby Yoda saved the Mandalorian's life. And, uh, you know, also it seems kind of cute the way he keeps getting into trouble and keeps, you know, grabbing stuff, messing with stuff. And the Mandalorian's always like, put that down. Stop that. Stop that. Stop that. So uh, I think they've just uh, they've got a lot of charisma going on with the character. And uh, I think it just leads to a, a potentially long running series and growth for watching Baby Yoda become an adult. So, super excited. Now, who do you think is cuter, Baby Groot or Baby Yoda? You know what? I think that based on the uh, the music, you got to go with Baby Groot. 
Okay. Oh, I love I love Baby Yoda. I I am a big proponent of don't put children or babies in things, but uh, Baby Yoda playing with the shifter knob and things like that, I it melts my heart. Yeah, I I, I admit to. I, I'm the same way. I'm not a huge fan of, of putting children or and stuff like that into these shows, but literally like I did one of those like soccer run and slides around the house when they first introduced him at the end of episode one. I was like, it's a bleeping baby Yoda. Like rarely have I been that excited about like a twist. Yeah. I, I'm with you guys on that. Uh, you know, at the end of revenge of the Sith of, uh, you know, my biggest issue with Revenge of the Sith is that I wanted it to be more explicit in showing uh, Anakin killing younglings. So agreed. I wouldn't be the type of person who normally, but Baby Yoda is adorable. All right, cute points there. So, uh, uh, Brian, who's your number fifteen? Uh, my number. Oh no, yep. Uh, my number fifteen is Cassian Andor. Tell us about Cassian Andor. Where would we know them from? Uh, so Cassian Andor is the, I'd say, number two protagonist from Rogue One. Uh, it's probably been brought up, but just in case it hasn't, Rogue One is arguably my favorite Star Wars movie. Wow. The only time I list on this a little bit is just because the original trilogy holds such a place in my heart. But Rogue One was just, Rogue One blew me away. I didn't think that they could make a spinoff movie without primary characters or anything that would hit me as hard as Rogue One did. Uh, They introduced people that it took almost no screen time for me to really want to root for, R.I.P. Raditz. I I totally dug it. Cassian's a big part of that. You're going to hear some more of those characters coming up shortly. Now, this is one of those characters in particular that didn't connect for me in Rogue One. There was not a sense of warmth to him that I was looking for, I, I didn't connect with him in quite the same way. See, this is this is the brilliance of Rogue One for me because it shows the darker side of the rebellion, about the lengths they were willing to go to win this fight. So they're killing their own. They're doing you know backdoor dealings. It's the dark side of the good guys, and it's something that was so squeaky clean, especially when you see him their little conference rooms doing you know battle scenarios everything's all white and mon mothma's up there spewing some bs this is what the these are the guys that got the rebellion done okay i yeah so captain kazian andor would be brian's number 15 chad who is your number 15 i can can feel feel the rage rage building building, but but, uh uh, wicket i I love love ewoks Ewoks and wicket's pretty pretty much the the face face of the Ewoks. ewoks no rage i'm happy about this Darth Shame. Darth Shame. Darth Snuggles, leader of the Ewoks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Darth Snuggles, leader of the Ewoks. Okay, Andrew, tell us why you're not happy about Wicked making his number 15. There's just so many actually good characters and between all of the different Star Wars things that to pick an Ewok is just like, I feel like spitting on the the multitude of awesomeness that exists. This isn't just an Ewok. This is Warwick Davis. (laughs) He's like, I am not swayed. I could have picked Chief Chirpa and Lebo and Poplu and. <laughs> I was a huge fan of the Ewoks cartoon back in the day. Yeah, I, I I do love the Ewoks still. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take Chad's side on this one. I think Brian, I'm detecting that you're taking Andrew's side. Uh, no, I don't have any Ewoks on my list. They they've never bothered me. They're not like in the Jar Jar Binks C3PO category for me. God no. So um, I can I can leave it. 
or I can take it. Uh, either way, like I said, I was a big fan of the Ewoks cartoon uh, way back in the day. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. It's just not on my list. Don't get me wrong here. I It's not that like I hate the Ewoks. When uh, we get together and watch football games sometime, somebody brings uh, gummy bears that are soaked in vodka, and I refer to them as murder bears, which is, you know, a nickname for the Ewoks, because, you know, so, like, I've got respect for the Yeah. I just oh, don't okay. think that any one character is good enough to be on this list. Okay, I thought for, I thought for a minute there you were in the anti-Ewok clan. Which I mean, is, there, there is a clan um, out there that feels that way. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't hate them. I don't, I think that that's, I mean, I think that clearly that that's the worst movie of all of the Star Wars movies. Oh. Boo this boo man. This man. Boo. <laughs> you, you're awarded zero points, and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> You're on an island there, uh, Andrew. What? I mean, wh- wh- which one's worse? Attack of the Clones. Jedi? Attack of the Clones, for sure. Fan- Phantom Menace. Oh, Attack of the Clones is way... I would rather watch Attack of the Clones than Return of the Jedi. Every oh. Day, twice on Sunday. I heard... Oh, this is a bad opinion. I, I heard... <laughs> That's all right. I, I would say that with the exception of the lightsaber battle sequence at the end, Phantom Menace would be the worst. Is probably the second. Is probably right there. But yeah, that's... Like... There's so much, oh my, yeah. I would definitely much rather watch almost every other Star Wars movie than. Wow, that, that was the hottest take that we're going to get all day. I, I don't know, Chad having uh, Han Solo at 16 or, or, or Return of the Jedi not being the, being the worst movie of all Star Wars movies. So we're going to find out who the hottest take is. Uh, you might need to text us on Facebook, uh, uh, listeners, and tell us what is the hotter take. I could see like a listener like burning down all of Long Beach just to find Andrew. I think so. Like just to make sure. I, 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 and I will be like, let's sit down and watch. They don't know where you live, so they're just going to kill everybody. Come on, man, we're Long Beach. Like, bring it. He's going to go. He's going to walk out his front door, and George Lucas is going to be waiting for him. He's just going to give him a swift kick. Yeah. The <laughs> and then he's just going to walk you off. Can't. <laughs> they don't allow opinions like that to spread. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so thanks for letting us uh thanks for letting us take a punch at you there andrew uh th- your, your 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 opinion is valid uh i think uh, like i think my google search right here just said his opinion's not valid so uh chad with wicked at 15 i'm gonna follow that up with jabba the hut at 15 oh, 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 oh. oh man okay so this this guy is a great villain i love the puppetry and the mechanical design on this one he was such a villain as a young kid i remember watching star wars at age four and going through the full trilogy loving it falling in love with it job of the hut's one of those uh creatures that actually scared me as a kid and i somehow love how he relishes in being a bad guy he's just such a gangster and uh i just you know i gotta say that uh, he's he's my number 15 he's he's a delicious bad guy and uh I wish they hadn't put him into the uh, special uh, effect, or what is it called? The special edition version where they, they inserted yeah, a bunch the of... Yeah, CGI him. Yeah, the, the CGI did not treat Jabba well, but the original Jabba the Hutt, love that. He was too nice. He's way too nice. And I also want to give a call out to his brother, Pizza the Hutt, in Spaceballs. Yeah. <laughs> I, too, am a fan of Pizza the Hutt. Uh, I was just going to say, I, Jabba the Hutt was on my honorable mentions... It was just so hard to include. Good, good call there. And again, I just think that Jabba the Hutt gives so brings so much more than to the table than say an Ewok. This is Willow you're talking about. <laughs> this is the Leprechaun. This is gonna keep coming up. Oh yeah. Just, just, just wait. Uh, you you haven't begun to be angry yet. 
<laughs> I don't know, man. You already dropped the solo thing. So uh, moving forward, though, we're gonna kick off round fourteen. Andrew, let's uh, let's let's break some bread here. Let's let's bring everybody back together. Who's your number fourteen? Kylo Ren. I had Kylo Ren at twenty. Uh, if I recall, the, we're the only two, right? So. All right. Tell us what you love about Kylo Ren. I love how strong he is in the Force, and I like the way that. Adam Driver, the character, that his specific lightsaber fighting style, I really enjoy watching it. So this is less about, I think, the the character development as opposed to, like, one of the reasons we all love Star Wars is lightsaber battles. Agreed? Oh, definitely. I have enjoyed his lightsaber battles and the way he fights a lot. It's really, really fun to watch. Uh, I don't think it's his key. I feel like he's trying to, he's a good actor, brings a lot to the table. And, but the biggest reason why I have him this high is it's just really fun watching him with that lightsaber. Like, I believe that he could really do some damage with it in the history of, you know, force sensitive individuals. He swings it in a way that makes me think that like him versus Mace Windu, Mace Windu could be in some trouble. Interesting. I also had Kylo Ren on mine at number 20, and Kylo, it, I don't like the way his name is spelled. That, that throws me off. But anyway. Uh, no, you got to do it, man. It's a thing. Yeah. Aside from the spelling, though, I, I, I think he's a great villain character. You can see him wavering and his emotions constantly. He, he just has outbursts of anger. Vader fights with anger, but like Kylo is completely out of control. This is a different kind of villain than we've seen in Star Wars up to this point, and I just like how he totally loses control, and uh, dude's got some serious anger management problems. He's more, he's, uh, he's more than just, uh, I'm going to choke this guy who disagrees with me. I mean, you see it like he's spitting in rage, and you're right, Adam Driver dials the anger up to 10. One thing I want to say, though, is I could have gone a little bit longer before Kylo reveals his face. Yeah, that's for sure. I really dug the sequence where he gets frustrated and starts trashing stuff, and then those two stormtroopers yeah. are like, yeah, I'm not going down that hallway. <laughs> <laughs> they turn around, walk the other way. Yeah, that was great. I thought that was one of the best, like, humanizing moments of, like, villains. It's like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I really like the scene where he uh, kills Snoke. Yes. Mm. I thought that was... And then the two of them fighting the uh, Imperial Guards. Oh, that was you know? so good. Oh my! Did anybody else find that it was way too easy? No, killing Snoke. Oh, oh, yes. killing Snoke. I, that, I guess he just didn't see it coming. Yeah, but I, I mean, he's so proud. Like that's the that's the beauty of the idea, right? Is he didn't want to take him on in combat with him knowing it's he's taking him on when he's not seeing it coming, and he's defend for one second when he's defenseless. When is he defenseless? When he's so focused on torturing Ray that he's not paying attention to Kylo and his lightsaber. Good point. Kylo Ren, uh, Brian, Chad? Uh, he didn't make my list, but I, I do enjoy the character. He's just, well, we called Luke whiny earlier. I feel like Kylo Ren's far more whinier, and I don't really want that in my Sith Lord. I understand it's to show him as immature, but yeah, I, I want him killing more people. Well, we might get that in Rise of Skywalker, so... To be, to be continued on that one. Uh, and Brian, you were saying? Whoa, 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 whoa. He killed his dad. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why his dad's at number 16. Oh, no. Uh, Brian, uh, you were going to say on Kylo. 
Uh, I just, I mean, I do like that he's a, a different take on the dark side. Like, clearly, he's a berserker. You know, he does not fight with much measure or control, and that is fun. The broadsword idea for a lightsaber is pretty awesome. Uh, I know it has its detractors, too. So, yeah, I don't know. It's it's definitely not, he's not a finesse guy. That's fine, also. I've got some, some base issues with the First Order in general, but, uh, yeah, I mean... He's a compelling villain. Brian, who is your number 14? My number 14 is Saul Guerrera. Tell us who Saul Guerrera is. Well, Saul Guerrera is a... I don't want to call it defunct, but an underground leader of a a faction of the uh, rebellion who had a rift with other rebellion leaders, and he is, uh, at, at the time he's introduced... Uh, he is the uh, rebel extremist leader on, is it Jakarta? Where's the Kyber, the Kyber crystals? Anyway, in Rogue One, <laughs> he is the... Uh, the Forrest Whitaker's character, right? Yep. Yes, Forrest Whitaker's Again, I like this darker face to the rebellion. He is basically a terrorist, but just against the Empire. So uh, he's a compelling character. I understand that he is in Star Wars Rebels, so I look forward to seeing him in that. And he is also supposed to have a part in uh, Jedi Fallen Order, the video game, and I look forward to getting my hands on that. Fingers crossed Christmas present. Wasn't going to spoil that part, but he was actually pulled from Rebels. So he was in Rebels first. He's the first character to come from animation onto the big screen so uh, i thought that was pretty cool I, I, again have, haven't seen rebels yet it's just my uh my research into him i saw that they had the uh the cartoon version great choice and that brings us to you chad at number 14 princess leia oh, oh no the rage continues you're a hot take <laughs> machine chad robinson okay well uh, i take it that's a hold off on this one you're gonna need to wait on that yeah you're gonna need to wait on that okay that's all right uh my number 14 and i did things a little differently so i can wait i average the difference between anakin skywalker and darth vader so uh, andrew took the uh, liberty to separate them i'm gonna allow that that's cool but i i put them together because to me they're the same character they're the same person and darth vader's a great villain but anakin skywalker is a frustrating tragic character at the same time uh nothing's more frustrating to me probably my number one most frustrating moment in the entire star wars world not in terms of direction decisions about like who jar jar binks is but my story wise my most frustrating moment is when the emperor is in check mate mode and like mace windu's about to like you know end it and uh you know anakin basically disrupts it and the whole thing's ruined and so much trouble could have been saved at anakin not just you know given it eh. at that moment in time so um one of my most frustrating scenes in all of star wars and uh so anakin and uh particularly some of the bad dialogue in clone wars and stuff like that uh you know uh hayden or sorry hayden christensen is going to lower it down and taint a little bit of the great james earl jones voiced character that you know is darth vader who's one of the greatest villains so it's a it's an up and down for me so this it landed at 14 for me yeah hold off on darth vader at number 14 <laughs> that's definitely gonna hold off there sure sure and this let's start the number 13 round andrew uh ray i'm gonna have you hold off on that but great choice why don't you go next brian at number 13 number 13 for me is wedge antilles oh wow that's high i like wedge a lot but tell us why you have wedge at number 13 
It's a good choice. Um, I know I, I this was kind of one of those, thank God he was actually in the movies, because if I had to omit this guy on uh, from the book's basis, I would have been really upset. Um, leader of uh, Rogue Squadron and uh, just all around top fighter ace. Uh, one of my favorite characters growing up also. Uh, definitely not enough screen time for him. And uh, I've kind of uh, harbored a hope that at some point they'll do something Mandalorian-esque with Rogue Squadron. Oh, nice. Do you want to, you want to see the Porkin story? I, I honestly, Biggs Darklighter, Porkins. Uh, if if you go if you go into the future a little bit, Snap Wexley, Wes Jansen. Yeah, I, I love I love these pilots, and they never get any screen time, and it kills me. Yeah, I'd I'd love to get some Corin Horn. That would be really interesting. You guys are gonna hear a lot of. Uh, auxiliary characters on my list and this is no disrespect to the primaries but they get their time a lot of my favoritism toward ancillary characters comes from the fact that i feel like they could do so much more with them if they had the shot no and that's fine that's why this is fun to have a wide variety of responses here so oh no i just wanted to give a uh mention one of my honorable mentions in spirit of uh, wedge antilles we got biggs dark lighter as an honorable mention because of all star wars i think that's probably the best porn star name yeah <laughs> all right yep and uh so chad who is your number 13 chewbacca boo hold off boo you've made him upset yeah you definitely have to wait on that one you don't want to make him upset he'll rip your arm off How, hold on aren't you supposed to be the one who wants to snuggle wouldn't you you know what does he say in uh the solo movie you've never had a better sleep and less than the arms of a wookie there you go <laughs> i refuse to see the solo movie so i have no idea i have no idea i have no idea i'm gonna i'm gonna cut oh. that don't worry I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna protect him no you keep it there i i will say it again do not see the solo movie it doesn't exist oh good no don't care don't care oh, don't so need this it is, that is an insane opinion Andrew, That's an insane opinion. Andrew is right about that. That is that is worse right about it. Worse. I'm right about everything. Man. It's worse than the Jedi comment, man. Uh, oh. Just to completely blank it out completely, like no, ah, uh, like, who? He's on fire over here with these hot takes. All right. So, yeah. Um, my number thirteen is going to be C3PO. Hey, hold up on that. Okay, and that's going to kick us into the number twelve round. Andrew, why don't you kick us off? L337. All right. I had L337 at 16, but you've got her higher. Why don't you tell us about her? Okay. So uh, she is uh, Lando's droid, right-hand man, uh, but she's a female droid, and she is voiced by uh, Brienne of Tarth from Game of Thrones, always after freedom for droids and trying to get droids to uh, think for themselves. And uh, I just think her character, she has just these great moments of wit in how she plays it. Uh, honestly, her character is just fantastic. The, the, the little jokes about uh, the relationship between her and Lando uh, are just comic timing perfect. I so agree. This is a wonderful droid character who brought humor in. Uh, a lot of the droids are on the cute side. This was not as cute, but this is just a really funny, funny droid. And am I wrong in saying Phoebe Waller-Bridge is the voice of this character? Well, that's Phasma. Yeah. 
Game of Thrones person is Phasma. Uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge is L337. Um, Brianna Tarth is just Captain Phasma in the newer two movies. What, what do I know of the lady who plays L3? Fleabag is where you would know her best from. It's a TV show on, uh, it's a British comedy okay. drama series, and then Killing Eve as well. Uh, she's a very funny, uh, good, good, witty. Uh, charismatic star. She came on Saturday Night Live recently, and I loved her. I am not a fan of that name, though. L- like, Leet Speak for a droid? Come on. L337? You haven't seen the movie, so you don't know. Yeah, yeah you, don't don't... Get a, you don't get an opinion. I, I do. That's a dumb name. That's a dumb name. She's she's a lot of fun. She's a lot of fun. Brian, you wanna break, do you want to break this tie here? Is, is L337 a good character? Uh, yeah, um, I'd say that if I were going to put together a list like this with just droids, she'd make my probably top five. Oh, I have no opinion on the character. I'm just saying it's a dumb name. It's Leet Speak. I don't understand what you mean. So L337 would translate to L-E-E-T or Leet. It was back in like college age for me. A bunch of people would use letters and numbers together to make words i think that might just be you guys don't knock the rest of us because you were that dorky (laughs) (laughs) we're we're doing a star wars list is there really any limit there's always yeah yeah. (laughs) Yeah. all right well that that's what that is as we move on on the 12 round number 12 for you brian uh this is where i have jen urso of rogue one Wow, that's a lot higher than uh, Andrew had. I take it this is the top ranking, right? Uh, no, again, i super big fan of Rogue One. I'm not going to repeat all my reasons for it. Uh, she has expressed interest in reprising her, her character. Obviously, it would be a prequel movie if she did. I'm totally for it. Maybe find out why she was or how she was in that prisoner transport that they sprung her from. Um, I'd also love to see her maybe get tied in with Solo because, you know, that can... Those two things can exist in the same neighborhood. I would be okay with that. Uh, so would I. Uh, she she was the most interesting uh, character to me in Solo. Obviously, she was the protagonist, so that helps a lot. But she was the only one that I felt like I was starting to get a really good feel for who she is, what motivates her. And so, uh, like you guys were saying in Rogue One, unfortunately, it was a fleeting movie and we didn't get a good feel for a lot of these characters. She was the one that I did get a feel for, and obviously she's... She's a strong female character, and I liked her. I've told this to, I think, Andrew before, but I think the reason I like Rogue One so much is I have never seen a fantasy movie that toes the line between hope and despair better than Rogue One. Like, you, it does such a good job at really just kind of drowning you in sorrow for the galaxy, and then you see this spark... And she does that whole speech about you take a chance and then you take another chance. And that was like a really good monologue. And when you tie all that together with the fact that they're introducing all of these compelling characters and then they kill every single one of them. And you're just like, boom. But in the end, you still have that hope. And it is the perfect bridge to go into a movie like A New Hope. You're our war movie guy, so this is the closest to a war movie that you're going to get in the series. That's a good point. Despite the title. uh, Yeah. So as we move on to the number 12 round, Chad. So he only had one appearance, and this was in The Clone Wars, but I'm going with Darth Bane. Oh, he was in it? Yeah, he is a force apparition, and I've got to steal largely from... Oh, you're right. Okay. I forgot about that episode. 
so I can sneak him in because he's awesome and he deserves a really high spot. This is the guy that created the rule of two. Uh, Yoda even acknowledges it in the Clone Wars. He survived the the Sith Purge. He he creates the Order of Sith that we recognize today. So this guy is just awesome. I'm glad he was ba brought back into canon. I'm really hoping that they'll be able to squeeze him in some more. Maybe even get a uh, a really dark movie with Darth Bane showing those trials of surviving the Sith Purge and even the him turning the Sith on each other. Just wanted to say that had I realized that I could have uh, popped Darth Bane in here, we would have been waiting a good long while because he would have made my top five. If you have not read the uh, books involving Darth Bane as a Star Wars fan, I highly recommend it. The first book particularly is one of the best pieces of Star Wars books ever. It is, it is probably the best standalone Star Wars book I've ever read. Okay. Absolutely. And as we move forward, my number 12, I think I'm going to be waiting on this one, is Luke Skywalker. Crickets. Am, am I the one that has Luke Skywalker the highest? I think you're the one that has him, period. I think you're the only one that has Luke Skywalker. Uh, <laughs> Russell, <laughs> at, the top of my, at the top of my list, I have Luke Skywalker's Ted Mosby. I like Ted Mosby as well, so <laughs> I'm like Luke Skywalker. Well, I'll be happy to talk Ted, about Luke Ted Skywalker. Ted Mosby is the worst character in How I Met Your Mother. And Luke Skywalker is not, he's not the worst character because obviously Jar Jar Binks is horrible. But in terms of being like good compared to the, like being really awesome. No, like the first movie he's, he's too, way too whiny. Well, I like Luke Skywalker. I think that he is, uh, you know, growing up, he was one of my favorites and he has diminished as I've gotten older. And I do see the flaws in his character. He does certainly quit easy he gets down easy and it always takes whether it be leia or yoda or obi-wan somebody always has to pick him up and keep him going or more recently ray even so th there there's definitely a easy to quit attitude in, in luke that i could see why you guys all omitted him from your list but at the other hand i mean he's just so central to the story that you got to have him on here and i really like how in return of the jedi in particular he refused to fight his father and turned that lightsaber off and in essence, you know, turned the fate of what was to come. So big moment there. I loved it. And like I said, I think Luke's character is at his best in the Return of the Jedi. Ross, how did you like him kissing his sister, though? <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. He's like, yeah, kind of rethinking a little bit on that ranking now, huh? Like. They didn't know, I guess. I don't know. It, it, was, it, was, it was definitely it a Marty spans Mc... the galaxy. You can't be, you cannot have a problem with Luke kissing Leia and then like be on board with what happened in the last season of Game of Thrones. Mm. You guys are all, are all from West Virginia. Boo. Not legal there. <laughs> all right. Number 11 round. We got to pick it up here. Andrew, wh who is your number 11? Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're going to wait on that one, so that's a great Wade, choice. Yeah, Wadey McWaderson. Yeah, and Brian, your number 11. My number 11 is Han Solo. You're still going to wait on that I'm one? Wait. Yeah, that's two, that's two, that's two instances on wow. that one. So, Chad, who is your number 11? Grand Moff Tarkin. Really? Are, anybody You're else? actually going to have to wait on that. Okay, we're going to wait on that one. Uh, that That's a surprise wait. And I might Surprise. Number, yeah. Uh, my number 11 is BB-8. Okay, BB-8 is just adorable i love him he's uh he's he brings back all the joy that r2d2 brought me and i'm so glad that he's in these new movies uh, you know just the spherical design with the head that rotates around it's really cute it's so personable and you know 
there's a gap from where R2 would have been there in those other movies that I feel like BB-8 is just, you know, these movies, these new movies just wouldn't be the same without him. So love BB-8. Uh, yeah, I'll back you. I mean, he's an honorable mention for me. I, I admit that Star Wars has done a very good job at making kind of cute things happen and make them legit. Like his little thumbs up torch was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like stuff like that so I, I i eat that stuff up and so yeah i mean honorable mention he would definitely be a top five droid probably just barely missed my list nice and we enter the top 10 andrew you want to kick us off on the top 10 emperor palpatine hold off on that okay one. wow emperor palpatine going to the dark side and i knew chad was gonna say that so <laughs> and uh moving forward who's your number 10 ryan this is where i have will huff will huff tarkin Tell us who Will Huff Tarkin is and where we know them from. So uh, he is uh, the Grand Moth in Star Wars A New Hope, the destroyer of uh, Leia's uh, home, quote unquote, home planet of Alderaan. And I think he is probably the best sinister empire leader and just in terms of his demeanor. And he's the only guy that can really boss Vader around and Vader just does it. He's like, Yep, listening to you. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, the the, yeah, the Hux Kylo dynamic does not apply to them for sure. You're right. Yeah, that's the same impression I get. Uh, Vader treats him as an equal, and he treats no one else like his equal. Peter Cushing just does a marvelous job of being menacing, and it's funny because you listen to the documentaries. He was doing this in fuzzy slippers because uh, <laughs> his feet hurt. But uh, I did not yeah. know that. That's that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Peter Cushing, all, all the credit. Yeah. So, Chad, number 10 for you. It's going to be a little generic, but I have to. They're the face of the Empire, the Stormtrooper. Oh, wow, that's fine. Yeah, you love your Stormtroopers. In fact, I'm surprised if you were putting them on here that you don't have them higher. It was just hard to... I had to put them in the top 10, so here they are at 10. For those of you who don't know, Chad's littered his Facebook with stormtrooper images doing funny things for years. <laughs> when I worked at Circuit City, I changed all their photos to, to that for the digital frames. But yeah, they're the face of the Empire. I love the new look uh, for the First Order stormtroopers as well. The classics, just classic for me. I didn't care much for the clone trooper types, but uh, yeah. So do you, so do you have a T-shirt of uh, the stormtroopers that says support our troops? I don't have that one, but I've got stormtroopers doing disco, selling Christmas trees, sledding, um, playing ping pong. I've got one of uh, where they're at the pool and one's yes. pushing another one in. You got that one? Yes, I do. So if you can't tell, Chad loves his stormtroopers. Oh, yeah. I have 11 on my desk. So Han Solo at one point put a stormtrooper helmet on, and so did Luke Skywalker. So in a way, Luke Skywalker and Han Solo are really number 10 on your countdown is what you're saying, Chad. Whatever you've got to do to not write me angry letters. Sure. I have to mentally <laughs> like unpack this somehow in a way that I can process. So that's how I'm going to do it. So You heard it here first. Luke Skywalker, Han Solo at 10 for Chad. Um, I just assumed that was Finn. <laughs> another good one. So as we move forward, my number 10 is Mace Windu. Mace Windu is 
A very intriguing character. They mentioned as wise as Master Yoda or as powerful as Qui-Gon, sorry, as, as uh, powerful as Mace Windu. And we see that Mace Windu actually is a really amazing Jedi because he's able to keep the Emperor in check. And like I said, it, it was, I already mentioned the scene earlier. It was, a, it was a frustrating scene for me, but it really showed me how powerful Mace Windu was. Love the purple lightsaber, and I'm just biased towards the actor. I love Sam Jackson. So... All of these things come together. He made a great Jedi. I really wish we could have had some more time with him. So, particularly in the second movie. Mace Windu, really cool guy. Yeah. Palpatine let him win. He foresaw what was going to happen. He let him win. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on this. As much as I love Samuel L. Jackson, he's come up in a lot of uh, some other movies that we've already talked about on this podcast. But his, his whole decision-making process regarding Anakin Skywalker, he just gets... He's playing checkers and Palpatine's playing chess. Yep, it's his fault. I don't view it that way, but that's okay. Like uh, That's an interesting theory, though. I had not actually heard that one. So, number nine for you, Andrew. Is Darth Maul. You're going to wait on that hold one? Hold off. Yep, hold off. Yep, yeah, wait. <laughs> wow, okay, that's an interesting. That's a four strikes uh, thing. So, uh, that might be one of the first ones. Brian, who's your number nine? My number nine, I, I put Snap Wexley in here, but this is what I discussed earlier. This is my hats off nod to all the unnamed or lesser known pilots in the galaxy that fought for the resistance or the rebels, uh, even the clones, man. I mean, they just get, you know, generically voiced, but, uh, love the fighter pilots. So I put snap Wexley in because he's a, uh, long Greg Grunberg is a long time JJ Abrams favorite, um, he is one of the few people that is both in the Star Trek and Star Wars reboots. He was in one of my favorite shows uh, growing up, which was Alias with Jennifer Garner. And uh, one of my wife's, too. He was also in Felicity. Okay. And uh, that's a, th- that might be the deepest cut yet. So as we move forward, number nine, Chad. Emperor Palpatine. Chad, you have Emperor Palpatine the highest. Tell us why you love him. I think... Andrew covered it. He's the one playing chess across the galaxy. He's one step ahead of everyone. You know, I, I want to forget that we now know his real first name. He's just the emperor to me. The The force lightning was a revelation. Like, oh, my goodness, they can do that. That's awesome. And even in Revenge of the Sith, he gets his moments of being really powerful and skilled with a lightsaber. So he's just an awesome force. And it looks like we're going to be getting him back soon. And, and I think I just got to say that uh, I just love when he just goes, not from a Jedi. Yeah. He's got a lot of great lines. Uh, some might consider unnatural. I will give a, I'll give a nod here to uh, Robot Chicken as well, because I probably say go for Papa Palpatine at least twice a week over the radios at work when someone pages me. Such a great sketch. I've not seen that. Oh my god! All right, that's that's it right there. That's what you're doing immediately after the podcast is watching the the, the entire Star Wars sketch from Robot Chicken. It is amazing. Moving forward, uh, and that's a great villain, by the way. The Emperor absolutely scared me when I was a kid. I, you know, talk about villains that are good at scaring you. That that's what a villain should do. And man, just great, great choice, Chad. I didn't get him into my top twenty, but my number nine, Chewbacca. Old, still waiting. Holding on to it. Okay, wow. I like it. some chewy love. Yep. Number eight round, Andrew. Lando Calrissian. All right. Uh, I think this is 
Yeah. This is now time to talk about Lando, right? Yep. Andrew, you have Lando up here pretty high. Why do you have him up so high? Because Billy D. Williams is awesome. He's smooth. He, he was the only person that I think could be sharing screen time with Harrison Ford and who is so cool as Han Solo and then steal scenes because he's actually cooler. Like, or at least on that same level of cool. He just, he, he's just so smooth. Uh, he's fantastic. And on top of that, he really does, you know, do the right thing and is there for Han. So his character has depth and redemption, even though he's still, uh, you know, a scoundrel. So just, just one of my favorites. And then uh, I love what they did in uh, the Solo movie with the actor playing him. I'm forgetting the name right now. Donald Glover. Thank you. I thought he did a fantastic job of trying to pay, pay homage to uh, Billy D. Williams' performance in that you know same role. So Oh, he did such a good job. I'm with you. Yeah. I felt so, I yeah. was watching a young Billy D. Williams. That's how into character yeah, he slipped. Exactly. And to play that character so well, like Lando Calrissian, just, he's just an amazing character. And he because, he because he's got so much depth to him of being, you know, such a planet traveler and getting into stuff, he really allows for a lot of different stories and books in the Star Wars universe to be told. So think, I, I actually was surprised that uh, somebody else didn't have Lando higher than this. There's just so many good characters, like you said. Moving forward, Brian, who's your number eight? My number eight is Ashoka. Tell us who Ashoka is and where we would know them from. So uh, I got to put this one in because she is in uh, Star Wars Clone Wars. Uh, she also is in a series of books, and I understand that she's also in Star Wars Rebels. I dearly hope they fit her into a movie one day, live action style. I think she's a very compelling character. She was Anakin Skywalker's apprentice. And later on, without an order to actually claim her, she is actually considered by most to be a gray Jedi. So one of the ones that toe the line between the light and the dark. And just an all-around fun character. Great choice. Yeah. I would like, I'd like to know more about that one myself. She's she is awesome, and I definitely want the Ahsoka Tano movie. Get the Jolie Bindo type gray Jedi like you're talking about, where she does she quits the Jedi Order. So she's a very interesting character. So Chad, number eight for you, Darth Maul. Darth Maul, and I'm gonna say wait. You're for a little still bit. gonna be waiting. Yeah, you're still gonna be waiting. Uh, my number eight is Ray from the new trilogy. You've got her highest. I had her at like 13, I believe. So Okay. I, I love Ray's character. She is determined. She is driven. I love the strong the strength in her character. And I cannot wait to see where this goes with Rise of Skywalker. And I hope I'm not disappointed. But thus far, she's been by far my favorite character in the new ones. I love how she goes to this distant planet and kicks Luke in the butt and makes him re-engage with the world. And the dynamic that, that she has between her and Luke is really enjoyable to watch. And I just, Ray also has been a very promising, strong presence with the Force. And so uh, that uh, same battle that Andrew mentioned earlier between Kylo and Ray fighting the Imperial Guards is really high on my lightsaber battles list. It is amazing. And she's a big part of that. So uh, Andrew, you had her on your list too. Just what you said, you pretty much summed it up right there. I think she's a fantastic character. Uh, I I know that in the culture that we live in today, that you know, there's a point of having to have strong female characters 
And I have nothing wrong with strong female characters. I just want them to be well-written and not just for the sake of saying we did a strong female character. And I thought she was a good, strong female character. The only, uh, I'll be honest, and the only character that I can think of recently that has come out in movies that I would rank higher than her as a strong female lead is Wonder Woman. So, Oh, nice choice. So very impressed with, you know, like the, just the actor. I thought she did a good job. I, uh, I'm really looking forward to the, the next lightsaber battle between her and Kylo. You know, like that's really what it's going to be, that's... right? See, that piece is exactly why I like Kira's character so much. Just strong female leads and kind of the direction they've been going with some of these Star Wars movies. I think she is a very, very compelling, strong female lead. No, that's a good point. And back on Ray, I mean, you have the warmth and the joy there, but also the frustration and the being lost and trying to find her way in this. You know, there's a lot of, I think everybody, particularly maybe in your adolescent years growing up, has always felt this, like, what is my path forward? And I really relate to that in Ray's character. She's great, and I think Daisy really just does a fantastic job. So, yeah, number seven round. Andrew, you ready to kick us off, man? C-3PO. All right. Human-Cyborg relations. I have him at my 13. I think that you're going to have him the highest, judging by the previous response. Is that right? Tell us why you love C-3PO. So first off, let's be honest, the character can have moments where he's incredibly annoying, right? Yeah, I'll admit. That's, that, that, that is part of his character. And, but I don't think most people realize this. Uh, I believe he actually has more screen time and, and more, uh, like more speaking parts than any other character in Star Wars. I believe it because A New Hope, it's a long time before the other people really get engaged heavily. You have a lot of droid time to start A New Hope, and I love yeah. that time. And it's mainly him talking and R2-D2 going, beep, 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 that's, you know. So he gets, a, he gets a lot of dialogue and he does, you know, he does a lot of things. Uh, he, he very often is very prescient about situations. A lot of times when he's like, hey, I think something's like bad's going to happen. He's right. And he is a deity to the Ewoks. <laughs> so apparently he's Darth Snuggles. <laughs> his, his relationship with Han really helps too i i I love the never tell me the odds while c-3po is calculating the asteroid field survival rates so yeah i i like that he saved them from the ewoks too c-3po actually while annoying at times he is a big part of the humor r2d2 actually wouldn't be nearly as funny if you didn't have somebody to translate for him the fact that you can only hear one side of the conversation but you then have c3po responding to him is a very funny dynamic and you also have that with han and chewy and so it's something that really works well in star wars and again going back to bb8 i'm glad they kept that element in this by keeping chewy in and bb8 so uh that's just a brand of comedy that works well within the star wars uh, universe so that takes us to brian at seven my number seven is poe dameron wow you have him a lot higher than me i had him at 17 i don't think andrew or chad had him tell us why you love poe obviously i've made my uh my pilot love felt here but uh i mean holy crap man if that guy doesn't have some force action going on i mean just that one-on-one with the giant Star Destroyer in uh, Last Jedi. I mean, he's just such a badass. I, I can't even handle how awesome. And they didn't even like attempt to disguise how ridiculous he is as a fighter pilot. 
Like, he's just owning people left and right. And I love Oscar Isaacs. Great person to play that. But uh, the whole, like, is that my jacket? No, it looks great on you. Yeah, it's all yours. Like, I just, I, I love his character. I also love him. And I love, I mean, I relate a lot to that impulsive, like, you know, I'm not going to sit, take this sitting down, like I'm going to get right back in your face. And I also take some lessons myself from like the times where you need to slow down. And I see a transition in his character that's coming through. So I'm really excited to see where he ends up after uh, Rise of Skywalker. I'm hoping for some redemption. He would have made my list if it weren't for The Last Jedi, but everything he did was wrong in The Last Jedi, and it was just very frustrating. He had to learn a little. Yeah, it's a learning. It's all a learning curve. So could we call uh, Chad and I the Nevermore crowd? Maybe so. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Poe there. That's Andrew likes the puns. <laughs> uh, Chad. Thanks for getting that, Russ. I appreciate that. Uh, Chad, uh, number seven for you. Uh, transition bounty hunter Bosk. No, oh, tell us nice. why you like this non-speaking character. That he will be pl- the deepest cut. <laughs> he has plenty of speaking roles, uh, especially in Clone Wars and Rebels. Okay, okay, uh, I didn't realize that. But let's tell people yeah, where they would know him from. So, as you mentioned, Clone Wars and Rebels. But he's also the dinosaur-looking kind of bounty hunter that uh, is in the line of bounty hunters in uh, Empire Strikes Back when they say, "We've amassed these bounty hunters." Yes. Yeah, he is Boba Fett's chief rival uh, in the books, which is great. Some of the cartoons, they kind of made it to the point of where he trains Boba Fett. I don't really like that as far as lore, but I do like him as a foil to Chewbacca as well. He's a huge enemy to the Wookiees, so he's tormenting Chewbacca a lot. And there's a a nice dynamic between Bosk and Chewbacca and Han as well as Boba Fett. So he's got a lot of interesting angles, and I just think he looks really cool. I want to back you up on this one, Chad. I have uh, as honorable mention just all the bounty hunters, and I realized that uh, I could conceivably just put Bosk, Dengar, Greedo, IG-88, and filled half my list with bounty hunters. So uh, I just thought I'd, whenever somebody mentioned one, I thought I'd take a good opportunity to toss that in. And Bosk is a fantastic choice. You know, just a very interesting character. And, uh, you know, it's nice to see somebody that, like, looks like a dinosaur, right? And very reptilian and has, you know, like, has lots of cool stuff in the books and the the TV shows. I wish the movie gave a little more love to Bosk. Bosk is the character who would most fit on on the TV show Futurama, undoubtedly. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'd take it. I would take it. So uh, my number seven is going to be Darth Maul. Still waiting. Okay, we're going to wait a little bit longer. And we're going to go to Andrew now at number six. Leia. I'm going to have you wait just a little bit longer. Still wait. Brian, your number six for you. Uh, my number six is Infus Nest. Tell us about Ancest Nest. Oh, good one. So Infus Nest is from the Solo movie, uh, the mysterious leader of the Cloud Raiders. She is basically portrayed as a kind of a bounty hunter, soldier of fortune, but later in the movie comes out to be uh, one of the fledgling leaders of the Rebellion. So uh, Awesome does like hand-to-hand combat. Um, She's basically a badass all the way around and uh, one of those people that you're, you're rooting against through most of the movie until you realize... You're not. No, that was a, that when the reveal on who the character is was quite a surprise in the movie as well. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. 
I'm no. totally with yeah. you. Yeah, super big fan of Emphis Nest. Emphis Nest is a fantastic character and so much fun to watch. The uh, the thing where uh, she jumps and slams her thing and it just sends all the everybody scattering. The like staff that hammer thing. Yeah. Yeah, like that maneuver is awesome. Chad, you're missing out, man. You got to see this movie. Not going to happen. Oh, have you? So wait, wait, you're, you're criticizing Solo and you've literally never seen it? Correct. What? The only thing I criticized on Solo, well, I'm not going to see it because I don't, I don't need this in my life, but the name was dumb for the droid. Okay, so we're going to have to go uh, Clockwork Orange style, I think. On oh, that. yeah. Yeah, I think so. so like, I, I don't think you would hate this movie nearly as much as you think you do, Chad. I, yeah, I agree. I promise you there'll be other movies that will be below it in your rankings. You know how um, I'm going to blank on his name now because I'm trying to bring it up, but the guy who played uh, the doctor for the new run of Star Trek, Car- is it Carl Urban? Yes. Okay. So he nails Dr. McCoy so well in the exact same way the young Lando Calrissian does. Like, I, I you're really cheating yourself from seeing some phenomenal acting work by not checking this movie out. So much better than Return of the Jedi. I, oh, you're wrong. Yeah, I don't know. That. I'm not <laughs> yeah. there. I'm not there. Eh. I'm not eh. there. I love Donald Glover, though. Uh, he's great. So I'm happy for him. I just, yeah. Let's go move forward, though. Chad, who's your number six? K2SO. K2SO. Who is K2SO and where would we know them from? Sorry. You're actually going to wait on that one. Oh, K2SO. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. And I'm not surprised now that I know Brian's. I'm, I'm getting a vibe for the things that Brian likes and where the sources are from. So that, I guess I'm not surprised. Uh, my number six is going to be Qui-Gon Jinn. Okay. You and your Jedi scum. I love the Jedi. And so you're, you're, Chad's bringing you all these Sith to the table and I've got I've to give some Jedi representation. I'm so sad that Qui-Gon Jinn is out after the first movie because he is so good. There's a calmness and a wisdom to him. I love Liam Neeson. He's a tough dude, but he's also got that warmth to him, especially as he's dealing with young Anakin. So I really enjoyed Liam Neeson in this role. He looked every part of the Jedi, and it's just too bad we didn't get more of him. He is also widely regarded as a gray Jedi. Based on yeah. his friction with the Jedi Council, um, he, is, he is commonly thought to be a gray Jedi. I liked his ability to go against the grain as well. I related to his character, too, to what you're saying. of Just like, you know, well, they told me not to, so I'm going to do it. I wish we had gotten to maybe see a little more of his lightsaber skill, because quite frankly, we don't really see anything in that movie that makes us makes it clear that he's actually that much of a badass. Not top five here. Here we go. Andrew. R2-D2. I'm going to have you wait. To, well, you know what? This is my number five as well. Okay, then you have to well, let's follow the order. It's fine. Brian, how about you? Number five. This is where I have Darth Maul. Tell us about Darth Maul. You have him the highest. So I feel that Darth Maul is probably the most underrated Sith I've come across. Um, When you consider the pedigree of the two Jedi it took to bring him down and the fact that they didn't even get the job really done, I I don't think any single Jedi at that time would have stood up to him in single combat. I agree with that. And if uh, you're if you're wanting more Darth Maul, go into Clone Wars. Oh yeah, the Witches of Dathomir. 
I've I've got Darth Maul apparently, you know, the lowest of the four, but still I think I had him fairly, you know, pretty high. So obviously not knocking the guy, but I gotta take some issue with that. I feel like that Yoda's whirling dervish spinny thing that he does against Count Dooku would be a really fun match to watch against Darth Maul. And I am not giving Darth Maul, I'm not conceding that victory for Darth Maul in one-on-one combat. I would like to see that battle. Okay. But Chad, you had Darth Maul up I would pretty too. high as well. I'd Where did you it. have him? I had him at eight. And, you know, the best thing out of episode one, other than Duel of the Fates, which I, I love that from John Williams, was Darth Maul. We all walked away thinking, oh my goodness, the... The staff lightsaber, that was awesome. That guy looked awesome. And we were all sad that he was gone way too soon. I'm glad just about every medium has revived him and said, hey, George, this was a very dumb mistake. Again, replace Count Dooku. Get a, give us another Darth Maul movie. Uh, have him stick around. I'll, buy, I'll sign me up for that plan as well. I love Darth Maul. I think that he yeah. is a really great character. Ray Park's ability to move around is amazing. He just looks great. The makeup artist did an amazing job on his face. He's scary. He's imposing. He doesn't talk much, but he doesn't have to. And I just, I like you guys, I wanted more of him. You know, it's just he's a, he's a really great villain. And my favorite lightsaber battle is actually the Duel of the Fates playing in the background while Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan fight Darth Maul. That's my favorite lightsaber battle. That's a good one. Uh, number five, Chad. I IG eighty eight. Again, I got I I got to applaud this one. Like Another said, deep I cut. Was... All right, man. Uh, remind people who IG eighty eight is first, and then tell us why you love them. So we're going back to the bounty hunters from Empire Strikes Back. Honestly, uh, he's the droid. Uh, he's one of two droids, but he's the one with the kind of cone head. And he's got a lot of cool weapons in his arsenal. He's got flamethrowers. He's got this plasma gun. Honestly, a lot of this is influenced by how frustrating he was in the Shadows of the Empire game uh, in the Ord Montel junkyard. But I, I love the iterations of IG-88. Uh, you actually see a version of him in The Mandalorian, but he's great as an assassin droid. I agree, and he does look really cool. I mean, he looks like a, a Giacometti sculpture made into droid form that elongated proportions, so... His huge gun is just pretty cool. Yeah. So, number five, uh, for me, is R2-D2. Andrew, you said him first at number five. Why don't you tell us why you love R2-D2? Because uh, I think they did just a phenomenal job of this making this character incredibly compelling. It doesn't speak. It's not like they speak another language it's not like it's french you know what i mean something where maybe you could understand some words or no it's literally going beep boop 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 and that's you know just electronic noises and yet so compelling r2d2 is one of the smartest characters is incredibly brave for a droid you know like an incredibly brave character period but considering that it's you know it's a machine in that sense and yet demonstrates consistently the you know, the human concept of bravery is just, I think, is just phenomenal to me. And also R2-D2 with C-3PO is, makes a lot of scenes really fun. It adds a lot of humor that moves the plot along. 
I'm with you. And I just want to credit George Lucas and the staff there who made a droid, a little trash can, basically, so lovable and so personable. It, it, it was greatly limited with what they could do at the time, but they breathed so much character into the into him. It it makes you like C-3PO more because he goes with him, and he's just through line throughout all of the movies that I just, I, I love him. And I mentioned before, just loving these cute droids is a big part of why I love Star Wars, and I loved him ever since I was a kid, still love him today. Maybe love him more today, so. Uh, Credit to the late Kenny Baker. Yes. On the uh, T-shirt side, uh, I have a uh, T-shirt that's got C-3PO, R2, and BB-8, and it says "Rebels Have More Fun." And that's I, one I like of my uh, that's one of my favorite uh, Star Wars T-shirts that I own. So, uh, since that's the the high droid there, I thought that would be the time to mention it. Number four round, Andrew. Four. We've got Chewbacca. I had him at my number nine. Anybody else have him still? I still do. Still wait. Okay, we're gonna hope we're gonna hold off. Brian, who's your number four? My this is where I have K two. Tell us about who K2SO is and where we would know him from and why you love him. Well, if you don't like a snarky droid, then I have no use for you. Amen. This was one of the best editions Star Wars ever used. He is hilarious. He made Rogue One what it was. He was 100% of the comic relief without it being like comic relief. Definitely. And... Just the the execution of everything. Like, did you know that wasn't me? Like, I that was it was just so perfect, and just hands down. Like when he was probably the one that when he died was probably the worst part of that movie for me. Alan Tudyk does a great job with the voice work on him yep. for sure. Uh, I don't like the 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 design of the character as much as some of the other droids we've talked about, but uh, the voice work and the and the character is awesome. Yeah, I'm with you. If the, if I like the physical look of the droid anywhere close to as much as I like, say, IG-88, then KTUSO would have definitely been on my list. But, you know, it's a little too ugly for my droid tastes. Yeah, I, I could have done with a different design, but I one of my favorite games of all time is the Knights of the Old Republic, and it has a very snarky, mean droid called HK-47. And K2SO is probably the closest I'm going to get to an HK-47 in the big screen. And Russell mentioned it, but Alan Tudyk just brought him to life, and I love the snark. Uh, and, and, hey, if you, yep. like, if you like sassy droids, I maintain you're going to like L337 later. But um, we're not going to keep hammering that point. Chad, who is your number four? His, pack, his backpack has jets. He's Boba the Fett. <laughs> Anybody else with Boba the Fett? Chad, no, actually. Chad, you're the highest and the lone uh, ranker of Boba Fett. You love your bounty hunters. Yeah, that's... Wow, I'm I'm floored that I'm the only one that had him. I mean, he's the inspiration for the Mandalorian. Uh, he spawns so much imagination. He's just... He was like the toy to own when I was younger. Of This is the guy that looks really cool. Yeah, he doesn't do a whole lot in the movies to justify it, other than Vader has to specifically tell him no disintegrations. But he's just menacing. That T-visor is a great look for uh, all of his equipment. And, you know, we're not picking exclusively books and movies or uh, video games, but he spawned a lot of literature and a lot of uh, 
in-game boss fights that are just too memorable for me to exclude him. He is cool. And I, I love the Family Guy reference where Peter's trying to think of his kids and he pictures Stewie. Then he pictures Chris. And then he can't remember his other kid and it, pa- it pauses there for a long time. And so eventually just Boba Fett's head pops onto it and he goes, yeah, cool. <laughs> I, I, I want to pull a quote from uh, from, from Die Hard uh, here real quick. Not the first one, from uh, Live Free or Die Hard. Uh, where he's like, uh, that's that's cool, and, and Kevin Smith's like, oh, you a big fan of the Fett? And he goes, actually, I'm more of a Star Wars fan. <laughs> mm. All right, my number four is Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's my only hope. You're gonna be waiting. Well, I'll, I'll wait patiently, that's reasonable, and I respect that. Andrew, number three. Yoda. Hold off. I love it, but you're gonna wait. And Brian, who's your number three? Uh, my number three is fan favorite Fleet Admiral Gael Akbar. Oh, really? You've got him up at three. <laughs> it is indeed a trap. That is awesome. It, I guess it's, it's. This man is only in Return of the Jedi. He's only in it for three minutes and 30 seconds. He only has 14 lines, and I love him. He's big in meme culture, for sure. Oh, he's he's great in the books, too. Oh, man. He even has his own cereal, and your taste buds can't repel flavor of this magnitude. He does have good voice work. I don't actually I haven't looked up who does the voice work on him, but it's it's really good. And the costume design... Eric Bowersfeld. Kudos to Eric Bowersfeld, because it's great voice work. Yes. That was a surprise number three pick. That, that was a surprise, as I had him at uh, 18, and I wasn't quite, like... There were definitely some people I left off that I feel like, you know, was he was in very tight competition. So him making mm-hmm. it all the way to three is surprising. But let's be honest, the It's a Trap has got to be one of the most quoted Star Wars lines of all. Oh, it's up there. It's just great to see the aliens helping the rebels. I mean, that's what really differentiates them from the Empire. Well, one of many things. But the Empire didn't have very many aliens helping them out. The bounty hunters are pretty much it. Okay, good point. Didn't think about the uh, the Star Wars racial aspect there between the alien race versus the human. Uh, I never thought about it that way. Chad, who's your number three? Well, I, I'm going to give myself a good segue. Grand Admiral Thrawn. He is in Star Wars Rebels. A lot of people are going to know him from books or or maybe some games like TIE Fighter back in the day. But Grand Admiral Thrawn is the only imperial officer that is an alien he's a chiss and he is the master strategist he brings the rebellion to its knees with very limited resources he is just a a master of strategy and tactics and they're coming out with new literature and i can't wait to read it okay he looks cool he's got blue skin and red eyes so uh yep he would have been on my list had I known he was in film. Yep. Yeah, he was in Rebels, so I got to sneak him in. Apparently, what needs to happen is uh, we can redo this with everybody watching Rebels and rewatching Clone Wars to make sure that we can. Oh, I think someone will probably have to watch Solo too. And we got another movie coming out here in a matter of days, so uh, yeah, you're right. So my number three is going to be Princess Leia Organa. Solo. 
Princess Leia to me is she's the ultimate strong character. She keeps everybody going. No matter how bad the situation is, she finds a way through. She's beautiful. She's smart. She's spunky. And nothing happens with the Rebel Alliance without her. She's the leader. And she's the one that keeps it all going, keeps the lights on. So she's fantastic. Just love Princess Leia. Andrew, you had her as well, right? I did, and Russ, I just want you to know that none of us believe a word of what you said. We all know that the gold bikini is the real reason you have her that high. <laughs> I said she was beautiful. Yeah, well, yeah, you talked about her personality a whole lot more than what she was wearing in, front, in the slave outfit with Jabba the Hutt, right? And let's be honest, for literally two generations, or you know, for like 20 years, that is considered one of the things for guys and, and during puberty, so, you know. Let's got to got to give the woman credit where it's due. She's she was super hot in that. For sure. Anybody else with Leia? Yeah, she was on my list as well. To your point, I love that she takes charge of her own rescue, uh, both in A New Hope and in Return of the Jedi. You know, she's the one that winds up taking advantage and strangling Jabba the Hutt to death. Even when she gets ha- captured, she's not helpless. She's got a great dynamic with everyone. So I love her as the the seminal, strong female lead. Great choice. And Andrew, number two for you. My number two is Darth Vader. Hold off. Okay. Brian, number two. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Preferably McGregor. Yes. Uh, I think you have Obi-Wan the highest. Tell us why you love Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan Kenobi is... (laughs) I actually saw a really funny meme from the Christopher Robin movie where it had Winnie the Pooh standing on the uh, countertop and it says, it's over Christopher Robin. I have the high ground. And I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> no, I, I, Obi-Wan Kenobi is, I mean, obviously he's number two on my list. He is one of my favorite characters in Star Wars because he, he's just so subtle. Like it's, you know, he's, great at he's just not cocky he's he was a perfect apprentice for Qui-Gon Jinn because he really got to learn so much from Qui-Gon but then put so much of his own character into you know himself in in the way that he handles Anakin in the fact that he doesn't boast he really allows Anakin's arrogance to beat him and it's I don't know. He's such a compelling character that I feel like is very underrated. Andrew, you had Obi-Wan as well, right? I did. Uh, I think he's uh, pretty excellent in his fight against General Grievous. And I particularly like the uh, the book version of how they kind of talk about discussing that. If I remember correctly, that it's because General Kenobi's fighting style is one that is very even-handed. As, uh, that they think that that will actually be the best match for Grievous because Grievous has already killed more than one Jedi at this point. And uh, I think that's a real attribute to what Obi-Wan's character is, is that in, as a Jedi, he doesn't have this one thing where you're like, oh, he is like, like that seems super badass. He's just consistently strong all around. Like, yeah. like the Sky, Scotty Pippen of the Jedi world. Yeah, he's considered one of the best lightsaber duelists of all time. He's got that defensive style that he essentially waits for you to make a mistake and then capitalizes on it, and you're done. Well, we'll say he's the Iceman. There you go. Yeah, I had Obi-Wan at number four, and 
to your guys' point, he is just one of these guys who gets things done. He finds out where the clones are being kept. He's the one who goes down to, to lower the tractor beams and the force fields and, and the Death Star. He is the one who mentors Luke, and he's the one who explains to us what the Force is. That's a magical moment in movies. And also, he he defeats Darth Maul. He defeats General Grievous. He you know, protects Luke and Mos Eisley Katina from cutting somebody's hand off. He's he's using the mind control Jedi tricks with effect. Uh, some people try and use them. They don't always go so well. And that's a name I've not heard since I chopped your father's arms and legs off and left him to die in a volcano. Yeah, as we say, and he defeats yeah. Anakin. He defeats Anakin as well. So, I mean, he's got a pretty stellar record here. And when he loses to Darth Vader, he kind of lets it happen. Yeah, the biggest, the biggest thing is, though, that he should have, if he and Yoda like stay together and take out Palpatine, seems to me that's a smarter maneuver than uh, the way they did things. I agree. Well, there's one more movie to maybe explain this, so we'll find out more later, maybe. Number two, Chad. Yoda. All right, hold off on that. Very good. Very good. My number two is Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Chad, uh, you can go ahead. I stole your thunder. He's what Star Wars is for me. I mean, he's just this wonderful puppet in their originals jim henson deserves a lot of credit frank oz deserves a lot of credit uh the speech patterns are so memorable the humor of yoda just the the little quirky things that he does from trying to steal luke's light and hitting r2d2 with the uh gaffy stick all the training sequences but really having this quiet strength about him when he decides to be serious i i love him and He's he's a lot of the magic of Star Wars, seeing those aliens come to life. Chad said it so well for me. I love Yoda. He's my, he, you know, he, I love the rendering of the character. The puppetry is amazing. And I, when you first meet him, you're actually kind of scared of him. You're not sure who he is. Can you trust him? Is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? And I love that turn that then he becomes this wise master. And he goes, he's he's just full of energy and life and, and Empire Strikes Back and uh, just love the character, and while I don't like him being CGI'd later in the prequels, I love his character there too. So, uh, and I did like getting a lightsaber battle out of him. So I guess that's the bright side of the CGI Yoda. I was gonna say that I think that the uh, Attack of the Clones battle between him and Dooku is one of my favorite lightsaber battles of all time. I think that getting to see Whirling Dervish Yoda is fantastic and i remember at the time when that movie came out that that was one of the most talked about things about the movie was forgetting to see yoda kick some ass that way to see just what he could do with that lightsaber agreed yoda's amazing and this is going to kick off the number one round andrew who is your number one character he's stroking his own wookie han solo all right that's the appropriate place to have han solo that will be my number one character as well uh, Chad, where did you have him again? 16. Mm. Thanks for reminding the listeners Shame. of that. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. Andrew, do you want to tell us why you have Han Solo as your number one character? Uh, first off, he is the epitome of cool. He, you know, and I think we're all agreed that Han shot first. Yeah, absolutely. That he, he just, he, he doesn't care about the normal conventions and he just has such an aura of coolness about him. It's so much fun to watch. I think that the, uh, you know, is just the way he will say these little things to piss Leia off. And he knows that it's going to piss her off. 
and that the interaction between them, the, you know, it's so much fun. And then I think we already remember, remember the, uh, the quote of, uh, don't tell me the odds. Uh, but I think that the, uh, best quote to me from him is when Leia says, I love you. And he says, I know. <laughs> that is a classic. They're one of my favorite movie couples for sure. They, they feud a lot. They Ooh, bicker a lot. Looking. Yeah. But they have some great interchanges and Han Solo's sarcasm brings so much humor to it. And you know, you don't have any faith in him, but the way he comes through at the end of a new hope is just so such a great moment and you know when the chips are down you could still count on them and so uh I, I i love han solo i like the fact that he gets in over his head i like the fact that he tries to talk his way out of stuff and it never goes smoothly and nothing ever goes as planned with han but at the end of the day it all turns out okay and uh he acts so cool about it like uh told you i had it i just love that character like that's such a that's such a typical male way to be and he's he's that on steroids yeah yeah he's He's a great character. I, I love him. And then I think we also need to give a little approval to his piloting skills. Yeah, he actually backs up his talk. Yeah, because it's not just that he is handy with a blaster, that he knows how to gamble and do other things of that nature. He's also, on top of that, one of the best pilots in the entire galaxy. Yes. Uh, Brian, you had Han as well, right? Yeah, I had him at number 11, and that's really no disrespect or anything. Um, I... I love the scoundrels of Star Wars. They're uh, they're they're my favorite breed, uh, if you will, as well as the pilots. So um, he's definitely up there. Uh, it's a it's a legendary character. Great job, kid. Don't get cocky. Brian, who's your number one? Uh, Han Solo's other half. My number one is Chewbacca. Oh, you've made my daughter so happy. She carries a Chewy doll around with her. It is adorable. Chad's daughter carries this little Chewy around like a teddy bear, and uh, that's good parenting. Chewbacca ended my love of reading Star Wars books because they very unceremoniously dropped a moon on his ass, and I literally just put the book down, and I was like, well, that's that. If you've got to kill him, that's a pretty wicked way to go out, have an entire moon dropped on you. I was just incensed <laughs> by the whole thing. Like I was just like, you can't come up with this new big bad guy and in book one just kill Chewbacca. And I was ticked and I didn't read any more of the the la- or the Jedi Order books after that. And I it, to this day, I have only read or reread Star Wars books that came out before that series all right did you like new chewbacca that's uh in the newer movies as well as in solo uh yeah i mean it's fine okay so you're still happy yeah yeah i have no, I have no problem with where they've gone r.a salvatore is on fry's list <laughs> i had i had chewbacca at four and he's you know he's one of my favorite characters obviously pairing with han solo and uh in terms of the star wars t-shirts i've got one that uh it's chewy with c-3po on his back and it says i've got your back and uh <laughs> the number of times in which i'll be out at like a shopping mall or something and people will like, like somebody will be like nice shirt and or be like i've got your back or something about you know just yell something out i'm like have to remember what i'm wearing and look down at my shirt so you know just alone for the star wars t-shirt memes chewy's fantastic chewy has a lot of good comedic relief through it as well his extreme emotions whether it be choking lando to where he can't speak or uh you know getting frustrated (laughs) with c-3po or just bickering with han these are moments that just really make 
the the ride of Star Wars so much more joyous. And, you know, obviously he's also a fierce comrade to have in the trenches with you. So I love the scene in The Force Awakens when Han borrows his crossbow for the first time. He's like, that's nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty awesome. That was fun. Chad, you had Chewbacca? I did. Yeah, I mean, in honor of my daughter, but I love Chewie as well. Like I said, my daughter carries it around all the time, and it's just become a really special character through her and her excitement. He was great in the first place. Uh, you mentioned the range of emotions. I always think of the Chewie head shake when it's uh, uh, Hans trying to get him to go into the garbage chute, and he's like, I don't I don't care what you smell. Come on, you big coward. And he's no, no. <laughs> I, I, I love his laugh. Yeah, slap <laughs> it up, fuzzball. <laughs> and again, I, I have to say, like, this dude's skill set, like, he's an amazing pilot. He's willing to tussle. He's a mechanic. He'll tussle with anybody. He saves the day so many different times. And he, he's almost like Andre the Giant and Princess Bride. No, oh, good comparison. He ha- yeah, I mean, he helps uh he helps Yoda escape in the Clone Wars. He uh yeah, I mean, he's a warrior. I mean, he's just a bad man. Now, Chad, who is your number 1 character? Number 1 for me is Darth Vader. Loves those bad guys. I mean, Darth Vader is the epitome of Star Wars. He just uh, he oozes menace from the very First time you see him on screen, to listening to the Imperial March, seeing his cool force powers of choking people like that. That was awesome. His lightsaber. I, I love everything about this character. And let's face it, he has the single best moment out of any Star Wars movie ever with the end of Rogue One. I mean, there is no moment to me that stands out more than just him going through wave after wave and seeing the rebel troops freak out and try and escape. And he's throwing them against the ceiling and batting them away like they're nothing. I love him. Tour de force for sure. Andrew, you had Darth Vader where? Number two. Number two. So right now I uh, I have a uh, about like three and a half foot tall Darth Vader in my uh, on my desk in my office. And I got it at a uh, garage sale, and he's missing a hand. <laughs> That's appropriate. <laughs> yeah. He only cost five bucks, so the person was like, oh, he's missing the hand. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That I don't care. better. I have a Darth <laughs> Vader piggy bank head, and I've got a uh, miniature Darth Vader like a toy I got at the dollar store. So uh, in the same the similar way, I've got uh, Darth Vader's kind of all over the place. So uh, he's if it weren't for Han Solo being just so awesome... Darth Vader would have been number one. Oh, man, I wish you had been in Pittsburgh probably about eight years ago. They did an exhibit at the Warhol where they gave Darth Vader helmets to artists across the country. And they had 100, maybe even 200 Vader helmets done in different pop art styles. And they were all, some of them had been transformed. Other things had been applied. Sometimes they had been deconstructed. Sometimes they had been painted on in a lot of different ways. And it was a really cool pop art exhibit. And they all had them, like, in an array in this room. It was really powerful, so you could just walk through and see all these cool Vader helmets. It was called Vader at the Warhol. It was amazing. You- yeah, that was very cool. I actually, uh, talking about the Chewy doll, I, it came out of trying to get my daughter to pick up a, a small Darth Vader doll, and she liked Chewy because he was soft. We bought her Darth Vader anyways. And she's three, and she's convinced that Darth Vader is a good guy. 
So I'm a little afraid to show her the movies because it's going nah. to be just House just of dashed. Cards collapse on my parenting. Like she loves Darth Vader right now, but the second he chokes that first rebel, <laughs> she's going to look at me and be like, "Dad, what? What's wrong with you?" <laughs> yeah, about him. Just pick the rebel had it coming. And Chad's going to be yep. waving his arms up in the hair like a Tuscan Raider. <laughs> yeah, Russell and Mary bought this uh, a wonderful counting book for her. And at the end, it talks about 100 stormtroopers loyal to the Galactic Empire. And we say, yay, and celebrate because the Empire did nothing <laughs> wrong. <laughs> oh, funny parenting. Uh, <laughs> uh, Brian, you had Darth Vader, right? You know, I didn't. I left Darth Vader off of this one. Oh, I wanted to really what? emphasize. Um, Worst opinion of the night. You guys thought that mm. I had like that. That that is that might be the hottest take. Like, yeah, that's got to be the hottest take of the night. You win, Fry. I don't know. It is definitely between. I, I think I think having Solo at sixteen is still really bad, but I do think Andrew's hot take of Return of the Jedi is the worst Star Wars movie. Still, still takes the cake. How can he judge? He hasn't seen Solo yet. That's a great, great, great point. I'm going to have to leave all that in now. Sorry, Chad. I tried to shield you from the uh, crowds, but... Uh... I'm not letting Fry off the hook here. Explain yourself, sir. Uh, I, I've, I was letting you guys argue it out first. No, no, no. We're going to... Dude, how do you not have... He's considered, the across all media spectrums, we consider Darth Vader to be the archetype of the bad guy. This is a list of my favorite characters. Um, I completely bow to his legitimacy as a character. I think he's a fantastic character. He's just not my favorite character. It's really one of those things that, you know, obviously Star Wars wouldn't be Star Wars without Darth Vader. Uh, This is... I have zero... I have nothing against Darth Vader. But just in terms of what I look for in, in my list and trying to put this thing together... There are people that I just, I was like, oh, I love that guy. Oh, I love that guy. And there are reasons why. I just don't have a whole lot outside of the fact that he's he's a glue guy. He's like Leia and Luke. I mean, you can't have these movies without these characters. But there's just other people I identify more with. And that's okay. I can tell you like the deep cuts. So that that's your hot take for the night, too. I'm sure I had one in there somewhere. I always that, do. That one deserves a shame. That, that <laughs> a special round of shame. I, I wish I had a bell to follow around, follow you around, Fry. Chad and I can do the do the bells behind you. This list wasn't best characters in Star Wars; it's favorite characters in Star Wars. Absolutely true. I agree. I agree with you there. I'm just, I'm a little crushed. We're shaming you for your preferences. So right, <laughs> we definitely. Uh, so this was this was a lot of fun, guys, and I, you know I would love to revisit it again someday. Hopefully, Star Wars makes another twenty movies, and we keep getting them, and we can do this all again. So, uh, oh, uh, our our Disney overlords will have us uh, in film for a long time. Yes, uh, this was a lot of fun to do with you guys. Thank you guys so much. Thanks for having us on. This is fantastic. Yeah, man, always a blast. And uh, go see. Uh, the Rise of Skywalker. Let us know how you like it. Don't spoil anything on the Facebook page. But uh, who is your favorite Star Wars character? We want to hear from you guys. Write to the page. Who, who had the hotter take? Was it the fact that Brian didn't have Darth Vader? Was it the fact that Andrew said Return of the Jedi is the worst movie? Or is it the fact that uh, Chad has Han Solo at 16? Or that Chad has refused to see Solo still. That is, actually, sorry, that, that's even hotter. <laughs> yeah, that, that's... Yeah, so. uh, t- t- no, Chad gets two nominations. That's, that's, that's true. Fine. That's true. That's fine. Bring it on.
tell Chad why he should see that movie as well. So thank you all the Lords, Ladies, and Knights of the Retro Movie Roundtable. Thank you for listening. We, you can reach out to us on Facebook by giving us a like. You can follow us at movie underscore retro on Twitter. You can write to us on retromovieroundtable at yahoo.com. As always, thank you for listening. Be good to each other and watch more movies. Brian? Ah, come on. That's a bunch of horse Lando Calrissian was a black guy. You know, he got to fly the Millennium Falcon. What's the matter with you? <laughs> Can't finish that one. <laughs> may, may the force be with you. <laughs>